What up? Hey. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. Um, it's quarter of three, um, the uh, West Coast time in the United States, Arizona time, uh, for this time of year. Sometimes we switch between Mountain Standard, uh, Mountain Standard time, and Pacific time, because our state doesn't do daylight savings. So, um, anyway, I'm three hours behind the East Coast, if you want to do that math. And um, it's a Tuesday at the end of April. And I uh, just wanted to check in and kind of do this. I'd been listening to some podcasts earlier today while I was doing dishes and doing some day job stuff. And uh, I was just like, you know what? I'm kind of in the mood to do one myself. So uh, so here we go. Another live at you. Coming at you live. Um, and um, yeah. So I've had a really good, I had a really good weekend and I've been kind of busy around the house. Um, a good mix of seeing people and, and starting to socialize again. We, we met up with a couple good friends recently. Um, my wife is actually out getting her second dose of a vaccine right now. And I got my second dose at the end of last week. Um, so I know you're supposed to wait two weeks between, um, getting your last dose and considering yourself fully inoculated. Is it inoculated? Immune? So inoculation is when you give the body the vaccine so that the body can develop defenses against the virus. And then being considered immune, right, is if your body encounters the virus out in nature, you won't get infected. Your body will successfully fend it off, right? I'm no scientist or biologist, but I think, I think that's how I think about it. I think that's how I think about it. What did I say to my wife the other day? She goes, Hey, did you, did you remember something or did you notice that? Yeah. So we were driving to one of our friend's houses and, um, they actually kept, they kept the kids, uh, overnight. It was a treat. There was a birthday party that our kids were invited to. It was a slumber party. And then, um, instead of going and picking them up at like 1030 the next morning, the parents were like, Hey, why don't you want, you know, your girls are quiet and easy and cool. Uh, why don't we just keep them here and you guys come over for like an early supper. And so that was Sunday. So, uh, for the first time in what feels like forever, me and the wifey, um, just lived our life without, without kids for 24 hours. It was interesting. Um, there were times where I missed him. I was like, man, it's kind of quiet around here, you know? And, and my wife, she th- thrives on a lot of interaction and I don't necessarily always need a lot of interaction. I, I'm very happy just kind of reading a book, um, you know, for part of the day. I don't want to just be a hermit my entire life, but uh, we have different needs when it comes to social energy. So there were some times where we were just kind of looking at each other, <laughs> twiddling our thumbs. We ended up doing like more housework than, than anything like fun or, um, you know, uh, risque, if you will. Um, <laughs> but um, we were driving there to pick up the kids and, and go have that late supper uh, with them and uh, or early supper, rather. I, I found myself wondering why I called it supper. I never call it supper. I usually call it dinner. Supper. Uh, and we're driving down the highway in Phoenix and we noticed something kind of together at the same time. And she was like, Hey, have you ever noticed that before? And I go, uh, not that I've noticed. 
And she was like, what do you mean? You, you didn't notice if you've noticed it before? And I was like, yeah, because I might have looked at it, but then not really registered it in my brain. Like I might have saw it before, but not noticed that I noticed it. And that's kind of like the circular snowball logic situation where it's like you either noticed it or you didn't. And I'm like, no, 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 I want to leave space for the possibility that I've seen it before. Like, I think we were trying to figure out if it was new. Like, we were like, oh, is that new? I don't know. It was like a billboard for a restaurant or something. Um, And uh, I think I wanted to leave open the possibility that it wasn't new. Our eyes have seen the light reflecting off of that thing before. And it's hit our eyeballs and it hit our brain. But we just didn't notice that that we noticed it. And, uh, And she was like, you're really weird. And I was like, I have to agree. So I, I was thinking about how I was thinking about things. It was meta thinking. And boy, that can that can get squirrely quick. But luckily this weekend and the last day or two, I haven't done too much of that. I think I'm doing it today, which is why I wanted to start talking out loud um, so that I wasn't just trapped with my own thoughts. Uh, it gets scary in there. Um so yeah, the kids did that slumber party thing. Me and the wifey kept busy around the house. Um, we got to visit some other friends and just had hysterical conversation late into the night. I mean, we talked about so much fun stuff. Um, well, you know, we were like, is the universe expanding? Is it, is it infinite or is there an edge to the universe? And he's like, well, my buddy Mike was like, it's so hard to think about something that just doesn't have an end. And I was like, okay, my mind is blowing here. And then, and then my wife is like, yeah, it has to have an end. Right. And then I go, well, what's beyond the, end? you know, it was one of those kind of conversations, um, which I used to have more of back in college when, uh, you know, there were certain, certain, um, sort of party atmospheres going on, uh, that were conducive to those sort of mind blowing conversations. My dad always likes to bring up the one from animal house. That's like, uh, you know, what if the entire universe is just one single atom in the thumbnail of a god or uh, some such line? And uh, that's kind of his his go-to cliche kind of stoner reference of, uh, of the kind of trippy conversations. But uh, it was so good to start reconnecting with people. And I, I think I'm going to have like kind of a rubber band effect after this like whole pandemic thing kind of winds down. Because I, I had been quarantining and, and airing on the safe side and Zoom calls and stuff and, and texting with buddies. And all that was really healthy for, for a good chunk of it. But it, that also kind of ran its course and stopped being like you know, kind of filling that need for social connection for me at least. So, um, starting to get back into the world and reconnect with people, I think is going to be really great. So yeah, I feel like a rubber band that has just been pulled really taut. And then if you let it go, it's going to spring back, um, back into shape and like, you know, release a lot of that energy. So I think I've, I think I've got a little pent up energy and I'm excited to release it. Like I want to say yes to anything. It's like, you know, let's go grab a beer somewhere. Let's go catch a, a ball game. Um, I really want to get into the local Phoenix soccer team. I follow them on Twitter, and I I I'm, I, uh, I want to get into to that club. Kind of, you know, it's professional, but it's it's not like national. I guess it's not like baseball or hockey or basketball. It's not the NBA, NFL, or MLB. You know, it's kind of like 
my own little thing. So I guess that's a little hipster of me. I'm like, I don't, I don't need to, to necessarily like all the, the cool stuff that everybody likes. Um, although I like that stuff too. I also want to have that soccer club. That's like only, it's like a select few kind of know about it. I think that's kind of cool. Um, unfortunately the stadium that they just built is on like the complete opposite other side of town. So I don't know how many games I'm actually going to go to, but I definitely want to try to go to one at least. And, um, yeah, it's kind of weird. I'm, I'm noticing this transition from pandemic to people are vaccinated and there's herd immunity and stuff is, is going to be pretty awkward. I was grocery shopping and I'm starting to notice the people that are like, oh, I don't have to wear a mask anymore. And I don't know if that's people that have just been like, oh, masks are bullshit anyway, the whole entire time and didn't believe in spreading the virus or thought that masks were a dumb idea or that they were actually more harm than good or what or that it was an infringement upon their liberties, uh, whatever their rationale might have been, there's been people that have been trying not to wear masks this whole time. You know, I, I think you can Google and find some uh, hilarious and yet disturbing exchanges between people at Costco or your local supermarket and, um, and angry customers that don't want to wear masks. And uh, man, what a confusing time. Everybody's kind of, oof. It's a, it's a strange time to be told like what to do by the government. Nobody, nobody really wants that. Um, it'll be good to kind of get out of that uh, a little bit. Um, but, uh, (laughs) man, what a strange time. QAnon and stuff. Watch that QAnon document, uh, documentary into the storm, um, about the Watkinses. Ron Watkins, a computer programmer for like 4chan that turned into 8chan that's now 8coon and um the the documentary guy that's that's kind of who he points the finger at but I guess there's no real evidence for who Q is or maybe Q was something else and then got adopted by Ron Watkins or I don't know but um the the dangerous stuff about all that is that like there's an element of truth in a lot of conspiracy theories so once you can convince someone that there's an element of truth going on, then then you can really get them to believe a lot of stuff. Um, so just uh, just be careful. Uh, and f- good luck figuring it out or ignoring it. I don't know. A healthy combination of both probably is, is what we need to be doing. But anyway, on to uh, happier, more local things in my life. One of the other things we got to do was visit family. And, uh, on the last podcast, I was talking about falling off my mountain bike and how that made me feel really alive. Well, I got to have a similar experience in, um, in Texas. We took our kayaks out on Lake Austin and, um, I was responsible for the cooler and, uh, the, the waterproof speaker and it's a sit on top kayak and I'm, I'm a bigger person, you know, I'm six foot three, like 205, 12, maybe, maybe 218. I don't know. I got to see if, uh, I've been exercising, but I've also been giving myself a lot of liberty when it comes to eating and drinking. So I don't know if these, uh, and, and muscles heavier than, than fat. Right. So maybe I'm just like really super fit. Maybe I'm like a super fit 220. Um, I think my license says 205, but, uh, that's neither here nor there. I think 211, 213, somewhere around there. That's kind of my, my, uh, what's it called homeostasis spot kind of where everything balances out if i'm not like 
you know, completely in some sort of eating uh, addiction phase, uh, I'll, I'll balloon up to 220. But uh, and then if I'm on a super fit phase and watching what I eat, I'll get down to 205. But uh, man, two, 211, 212, that's kind of my sweet spot. So we're, I, I'm on the sit on top kayak. So you're, you, there's a, a separate chair that kind of like fits in on the kayak. So you're leaning back in a little folding chair, but you're on top of the kayak. This was a new experience for me. I'm used to the ones where you kind of stick your legs into the front of the boat. Um, and then your, your head is kind of, you know, your torso and your head sticks up out of the kayak. That's what I think of when I think of kayaking. Um, well, these sit on top kayaks, I don't know if it was just me or just, it's been the first time I've done it in a while, but it felt really shaky. We, we, you know, uh, what is it? Um, you know, we pushed off the, the beach, you know, sat in my kayak and got myself pushed off and started floating down the river. And the first time it kind of started tipping one way, I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to fall. And I, I caught myself. I didn't fall. And then I repeated that like 89 times where I was like, Oh my gosh, this, this doesn't feel that sturdy. Maybe this is just how this boat works. And I really wasn't trusting it. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is gonna, this is gonna tip over. But you know, we started paddling out there. Everybody's having a good time. I've got my wife, my two daughters, my brother-in-law, and my sister-in-law. So, and then uh, one nephew too. And everyone else is kind of zipping along. And some people have two people in their kayak for the for for my kids. Um, oh, it was really cute. My older one, my ten-year-old, she went out by herself at first, and man, was that nerve-wracking. I was like, oh my god, she's in a she's in a little boat. I mean, she can swim and stuff. We had life vests. We, we, you know, safety first. Um, but it was really nerve wracking for me to let her push off the beach and start floating and start paddling. And she was, she's, you know, she's not the most physically intuitive person. She's not the most athletic person. So I could tell she was kind of struggling with it a little bit, but she was wrestling with it. And we let her paddle around for, you know, 10, 12 minutes by herself. And then it became clear that if we wanted to actually cover any ground, uh, we were going to go kind of, um, you know, downstream to this little canal pull off where you can kind of, uh, ride your kayak, um, through this quiet neighborhood area, which was really cool actually. Uh, so Emma, my older one ended up hopping onto somebody else's kayak uh, with them. There was one two seater kayak and then my brother-in-law, um, he's just a boss. He's really good at a lot of different stuff. He was on a paddleboard slash kayak thing. So he had a seat and then my daughter was sitting in front of him on the paddleboard and somehow they were able to balance. Um, and so I'm riding along and I'm feeling kind of like a, a wimp. I, I don't want to make too much of a fuss about like, Oh, my boat's too rickety. You know, I didn't want to be the complainer or squeaky wheel. And I was also like, you know, this is supposed to be physical, you know, exercise a little bit. So, you know, engage your core paddle and shift your weight and you'll be good. And I was also thinking since I had the cooler with some waters and some beers and stuff, maybe it was the weight of the cooler that like, you know, the, the cooler has ice and some water that, you know, from, from the ice melting, kind of sloshing around and all this extra weight that's not connected to my body. So maybe some of that was like, I had to counterbalance for that extra weight. So a couple minutes in, I was like, well, hey, hold on, let me pull this cooler, like right in between my legs as close to my body as I can to try, try to just 
centralize all the weight. I thought maybe that would be a good idea. And that seemed to work okay. And I'm having a tough time enjoying myself because I'm just like freaked out that I'm going to fall. And most of my mental energy is like, try not to die. You know, that's there's a constant software program in my mind running. That's just like, try to avoid disaster, right? It's not the most fun way to live, but it it served me well. Uh, But I also need to figure out how to, how to quiet it down. So I'm like trying to enjoy myself. It's very beautiful out. There's people like going by on boats and stuff. That's the other thing. So there's people going by on motorized boats, having like a party at the time of their lives, you know, thumping music and speeding by and jet skis and stuff and creating little waves that we have to manage. So I'm like, okay, I kind of remembered that you can steer into the wave a little bit. And even though it seems counterintuitive, you, you, you know, you got to, it's better to take the wave head on, uh, rather than let it hit your side and push you over. So I was like getting the hang of it again and starting to feel it out. And, you know, after 89 of those, like, Ooh, I'm going to fall adjustments. I started just being like, okay, I guess that's, that's what it is. Like, let's, let's enjoy this. Um, and uh, you know, we're checking in with each other periodically, but kayaking is somewhat of an individual adventure. Um, you know, I wasn't having long conversations with anybody and I'm like thinking to myself, like, is this really fun? Am I having fun? Am I glad I did this? I think I'm glad I did this. This is pretty cool. This is just better than nothing, right? Getting some exercise, but better than napping on the couch, right? You can always go nap on the couch, but how often can you go kayaking in Lake Austin, right? So, I'm trying to convince myself it's a good time. And one of the ways, you know, that uh, is cracking a beer, right? So I'm starting to get the hang of it. And especially once we, um, once we pulled off that main drag where there was motorized boats into this canal area, it got real still and real quiet. And I, you know, my brother-in-law reminded me to like turn down the music and which was actually nice. Cause then we could just hear the sound of the water and the, you know, the nature and birds and we saw turtles and, all sorts of cool stuff. Beautiful swan, couple couple barky dogs, but that's okay. Um, and I was like, "All right, cool. This is like this is this is getting chill now. I'm starting to enjoy myself." So I have a beer, and then I have another beer, and it, we're like 45 minutes into this ride, um, this kayak, and um, I, I start joking with my brother-in-law on the way back out of the canal. I was like, "I was like, hey, you know, so I was." I was a little bit nervous at the start. It felt a little rickety and and like I wasn't going to be able to keep my balance, but uh, I think I'm hitting a sweet spot here. I'm about, you know, so when we joked that it it takes half an hour and, and, or 45 minutes and two beers and then, and then it's a good time. And I was like, all right, that's, that's how I found my sweet spot. And we had a good laugh about that. And then, so we're, we're paddling along and it must've been like 10 minutes later, we go out and we're, we're back kind of on the main drag and, um, I'm, I'm paddling along, feeling good. I, I got the tunes back up and running and I look over at my sister-in-law and she is, she looks like she's just ready to, ready to take a nap. She's like, relaxed in her little folding chair, her head's back, looks like she doesn't have a care in the world. And I got a little envious and I was like, you know what? I I think I can trust this boat. Right. And I, uh, (laughs) I right 
get ready to relax. I can't even say I started relax. I like I got ready to relax. And in that split second, I felt the boat, the kayak start tipping to the left. And it, it felt like slow motion. There was nothing I can do about it, but it's going over. Right. So like, thankfully we had, um, tethered the cooler and the speaker was tethered and it was waterproof. The one thing I was a little concerned about was I was playing music through my phone and my phone was in this waterproof case that my brother, my, uh, my other brother-in-law lent me. And I was like, Oh Jesus, I had my phone in my pocket, but it wasn't tethered to anything. And so my swimsuit was like, you know, kind of tight, um, not baggy. So I, it was, everything turned out okay. But at first I was like, Oh Jesus. Like if, if my phone gets wrecked, that's probably that, that would be a bummer. I wanted the speaker to be okay. And I knew the cooler was fine. I knew the boat was fine. What I didn't realize was that <laughs> when I tipped over, the chair got loose and I didn't have the presence of mind to, to check for the, the folding chair and it sunk. Um, the brother-in-law that was out kayaking with us was, was nearby and he kind of pulled over and he was like, hey, looks like you're having a little trouble there. And I was like, oh man, this sucks. And he was like, all right, well, you're fine. And my daughter was with him and she was scared for me. She was like, oh my God, dad. I was like, no, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. Like I'm just, so I held onto the boat and I was, wasn't far from shore. So I kicked the boat, you know, I swam holding onto the boat to shore, um, turned it over, got back in. I was a little shaken up. Um, somehow I had cut my, my right shin. So I was bleeding a little bit. Uh, that wasn't fun but it, it didn't hurt. Again, it was one of those things where the fall or the, you know, the going overboard happened, but it was, it felt like slow motion. Once I knew I was okay and not going to die, everything was pretty cool. Like it was a little embarrassing and I was afraid for my phone. But other than that, it's like, okay, things are good. You know, people fall off kayaks sometimes it happens. So I hop back in and it's a bummer that I don't have this chair now because I don't have anything supporting my back. I'm just, it's like a yoga pose while paddling. And now I totally know that this thing will tip over. Like I shouldn't trust it too much. Like I have to do my part of the bargain to keep this kayak afloat. And now I'm paddling down. And the other funny thing was my wife and her sister and my nephew, uh, they were all like way far ahead of us. And they, they didn't really notice for the first couple of minutes. Um, but they eventually noticed and turned around and, and came and checked on me. I was like, I'm fine. Let's, let's just get, let's get back. And, um, I'm like doing this yoga pose, getting this super core workout, paddling back. And, um, I did, you know, I was kind of frustrated and just embarrassed. Um, but, but I tried to let that go. Um, and one of the ways I do that I've found in my adulthood is I'll just admit when I'm embarrassed by something. I'll just, they're like, Hey, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm just a little embarrassed. And they were like, ah, oh, don't be. And I'm like, okay, that, that feels nice. And I kind of give myself per permission to move on. And, uh, yeah, we get back and all, all's well, but it was just another one of those experiences where I was like, Oh, yep. I feel alive today. I, I definitely pushed my limits <laughs> with this specific activity.
Um, and uh, all's well that ends well. And it, it was a beautiful time. But um, I don't know. Maybe the theme of this season of, of Live At It podcast is like getting back up again. Um, I kind of feel like I've fallen off the horse a little bit when it comes to music career stuff. And maybe maybe that's the horse that I'm going to climb back up on uh, this this season of my life. Um, of course, it got weird there with all the gigs getting canceled. Um, I recorded some music and put out some original music, but but didn't even kind of like get it over the finish line. Like I I kept telling myself I was going to put it on Spotify, but it, I think I was scared that that meant that it was done, and I wasn't sure if it was just right. You know, the artist in me was like maybe it's not perfect oh my alarm's going off i gotta go pick up the kids from the bus stop here in a minute um and then finish up some day day job work um but um yeah i need to get my music on spotify and and while we were on this trip in texas one of the re i got fresh motivation to get it up there because my brother-in-law in texas he enjoys my original music stuff and he he was it was a nice gesture and he he was playing it through his uh, Sonos, the stuff that I've got on Spotify. And he doesn't have like the aux cable thing set up for just running something off your phone or off a, off a tablet. So there's only a few music apps. It could run music off of and Spotify being one of them, but not Bandcamp, where this album on the air currently lives. And I was like, oh, that's a bummer because it would have been fun to listen to more recent music. Um, I love the Baker's Dozen stuff that's on there, uh, but it's 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 a little old to my ears. It was really neat to listen back on. I was like, hey, that's, pr- that's pretty artsy stuff. But um, it's a little older and, um, you know, I just would have been excited to share the newer stuff with everybody. And the fact that I couldn't, I was like, oh, that's so dumb. I need to get this on Spotify. So this is my public um, out loud proclamation that I'm going to get that album onto Spotify, uh, soon. <laughs> How's that for a hard deadline? A strong commitment soonish. Um, no, one of the things that was holding me up was I thought that since I, 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 you know, I'm going to have to pay a little bit, uh, for some digital distribution through a third party to get it on Spotify. I might include a couple bonus tracks and I was trying to either finish those or review them and, and decide if that's the right fit for them. I don't want to just throw a bunch of crap on the end of the album and call it bonus tracks, but there's a few, like I've got a couple nylon string guitar pieces that I recorded that I think turned out pretty cool. Those might be neat to put on there, but I don't know. Part part of me also just wants to have on the air be a standalone project. Um, So I'm wrestling with that. And that is partly an excuse, but partly some artistic decision-making that I've just been kind of putting off. And, um, but, uh, but you know, hold, hold me to it. If, if you hear this and you don't see it on Spotify by like, I don't know, June, of this year, then, um, you know, check in on me, um, make sure I'm alive <laughs> and I haven't wrecked some other motorized vehicle, um, or recreational mo- mobility vehicle. I guess, yeah, bikes and kayaks aren't motorized. What do you call those pedal? It's a, is it a vehicle? It's a vehicle, but it's not a motorized vehicle. It's like, um, I don't know if you're a pedestrian, if you're walking, 
It's a motorized vehicle if it has a motor. What is it if it's a bike or a kayak? Just manual, manual-powered mobility machine? I don't know. That's the best I got right now. Anyway, uh, just a quick check-in. I got to go to the bus stop, and I hope you enjoyed the story about me falling off a kayak. And, um, you know, wherever you are finding yourself in life, um, on the one hand, I hope you're pushing yourself hard enough that you're stumbling every once in a while. And um, and on the other hand, I hope it's safe and and not getting you into too much trouble and uh, that you're getting back up again because that's uh, that's what it's all about. Um, That reminds me, I just watched Batman. Again, Batman begins, and he's like, Bruce, why do we fall down? So we can learn to get back up again. All right, peace, everybody. Be well.